It's Shelly. Welcome to my All the Rage with Shelly Wade podcast, the final episode of January 2021. Wow, this month has flown by, right? Heads up, um, I'm going to kick off the episode of the podcast for February with a bang by interviewing one of my biggest career influences, Donnie Simpson. <laughs> if you were of age in the 80s, maybe you grew up watching Donnie hosting Video Soul on BET. Yeah, he was one of the first video jockeys, VJs. Uh, Donnie, like me, got his start in radio. As a matter of fact, he's still going strong after over 50 years on the radio. He's on every day in Washington, D.C. He was just inducted into the, the, the Radio Hall of Fame last summer. And he just launched this year a new syndicated show. You may have heard me mention a couple of episodes ago that I am the official voice of the Donnie Simpson Weekend Show. So um, when I was emailing back and forth with Donnie, I asked him if he would do me the honor of being a guest on my podcast. And he said, yes, I would be honored. First of all, I freaked out. (laughs) And secondly, I told Donnie, I was like, listen, the prospect of interviewing you is both exciting and daunting. Exciting because, hello, it's Donnie Simpson. But daunting because Donnie is one of the most masterful interviewers I've ever heard. He's a master interviewer. And so to try to interview him myself is a little intimidating, but I'm going to try to rise to the occasion. (laughs) So uh, be sure you listen to the first podcast episode of February. I believe that's on February 2nd. Yeah, because I I release um, new episodes every Tuesday. So the first Tuesday of February will be. February 2nd. Be sure you're listening. And thanks for listening to today's episode, which will feature a college student interviewing me. Yeah, let me rewind and give you the backstory on that. Andy Gladding from Hofstra University reached out to me on Facebook a few weeks ago and asked if it would be possible for student Crystal Bermudez from Hofstra University's campus radio station, WRHU, to interview me for World Radio Day. First of all, I'm all about um, mentoring students and sharing my experiences and 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 you know knowledge with them in hopes that it can inspire them and inform them. So I definitely said yes. And secondly, I was on the radio for 12 years in New York City, and I'm very familiar with Hofstra University and WRHU. Um, and um, I am uh, honored to to do this interview with Crystal. So when she reached out to me. Um, I said, yes, I can do this interview, but I I asked that you do me a favor. And she was like, what's that? And I was like, would you allow me to record you interviewing me so that I can include it on my podcast and on my YouTube channel? Because, you know, listen... I'm normally the one doing all the interviewing. And so I find it really interesting when someone wants to interview me. And I I wanted to capture her interviewing me um, because I thought that uh, me sharing it with you would allow you to get to know me better and maybe find out things that you didn't already know about me that I wouldn't have mentioned um, if it were not for someone asking me the question during an interview. <laughs> so you can actually watch the video version of Crystal interviewing me on my YouTube channel, which is all the Rage with Shelly Wade. And of course, while you're there, be sure to subscribe. Um, yeah, so before we get into the episode of Crystal interviewing me, I want to congratulate Crystal and Andy Gladding and everyone at WRHU because I read that the Academy of Radio Arts and Sciences of America 
America has selected WRHU Radio Hofstra University to receive the 2021 World Radio Day Award. How amazing is that? The honor commemorates World Radio Day, established by UNESCO, the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, and celebrate it's celebrated annually on February 13th. World Radio Day is intended to raise greater awareness among the public and the media of the importance of radio and WRHU is the first student-run radio station to receive this honor. Bravo, guys. Bravo. Congratulations to everyone at Hofstra University's WRHU for that honor. So without any further delay, I present to you Crystal Bermudez interviewing me. Hi, Miss Shelley. How are you? Well, how are you? I'm doing well. So um, I asked you, you, you reached out to me to um, do an interview with me and it was only supposed to be a phone interview. <laughs> um, and I was like, hey, we should record this for, you know, for my podcast and for my YouTube channel. So uh, thank you for being, um, being cool with that. Oh, absolutely. I I think this works out even better. I could still grab the sound from this. So I'm, I'm very thankful that you reached out and suggested to do the Zoom interview instead. Yeah, no worries at all. So um, just so my uh, listeners and viewers know, you are at Hofstra University, um, which is on Long Island. Tell everyone your, your uh, college radio station. So I am currently a reporter for WRHU 88.7 FM, uh, Radio Hofstra University, Long Island. Um, I do the morning show. I also do Newsline. Um, and I just try my best to uh, be able to participate as much as I can and, you know, really be able to spotlight other people and share other stories and get as much as information I can as possible to share um, over the air. I love it. I um, am a big fan of what you're doing because I uh, got my start as well at my at my college radio station, KTSU at Texas Southern University in my hometown of Houston. So I absolutely love what you're doing. And I'm very impressed that you're hosting a morning show. What? <laughs> What's the morning show about? Um, so the morning show, we air Monday, Monday through Friday, um, and it airs at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do base, I do the Monday morning show. So Mondays really just recaps what happened over the weekend, what happened last week. Um, last week I was able to, we did a lot of coverage on what happened at the Capitol Hill. Um, I was able to get, um, an interview in about here. I'm currently based in New Jersey right now, even wow. though. Yeah, even though I go to school in Long Island. Um, and yeah, I was able to do an interview with an ICE detainee who was currently in car- who was formerly incarcerated, I should say, at Bergen County Jail. Mm-hmm. He was going on a hunger strike. So it, it was a, a, a really uh, it was a nice piece to put together and be able to share that. Um, and especially being able to share that in Long Island, something that's going on here in New Jersey. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, we do a lot of news coverage, but we like to get a lot of variety of, of different things. Okay. So you're, um, you're from Jersey, I'm assuming, which is why you're in Jersey. Yes. I'm from Bayonne, New Jersey. Jersey. What was that? What What was the last thing you said? North Jersey, not South Jersey. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly where um, where Bayonne is. You've got the Bayonne Bridge right there. Um, yes. um, Tom Cruise, when he did, what was that movie he did that that was based in Bayonne? I was, I actually lived right, I live, I used to live right down the block from, from that movie set that 
I forget the name was of the movie. War, but... was, it War, was it War of the Worlds? Was it? I think it was. War... Yes, I think it was that movie. Yeah, and you know, I used to live in 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 Hoboken. So the whole reason you're reaching out to me is not only because I'm in radio, but mm-hmm. because I used to be on the radio in New York City at Z100 New York. And so you you are typically interviewing, you know, I'm on the West Coast right now, but you're typically interviewing um, personalities who are based in the New York area. Yeah, so uh, World Radio Day is approaching soon, and we are basically trying to get as many as, you know, on-air talent and uh, just people from di- who work different positions. You know, you also have our engineers, general managers, things like that, just to uh, compile all these interviews and really spotlight, you know, the beauty of radio and, and the power it has. And I was lucky enough to be handed my assignment and see your name. And I was so excited because I did my research and I was like, wow, this woman has, has led a life and I am just so excited. And I was really looking forward to this today. Um, and so, yeah, so, yeah, so it's been, um, it's been really an interesting experience and and a really, a very educational one at that too, just being able to, um, you know, reach out to different people in the media and just talk about their experience and how it was for them. Yeah, I, I, I really like the idea that you guys are um, are focusing on people who do all kinds of things in, in the media. Um, for example, in radio, a lot of people are just familiar with, you know, us because, you know, we're on air, but there are so many people um, who play a role in making a radio station successful and making it possible for it to be on the air. And, you know, so I'm so happy that you guys are focusing on more than just the radio personalities, you know? Right, right. And, um, but like, like you mentioned before, I did want to interview you and I have tons of questions okay. for you. And yeah, tons of answers. <laughs> and, oh, I look forward to it. Um, <laughs> So I just wanted to start off by just saying thank you so much for just taking the time today to speak with me. And it really is an honor to have this opportunity, even though it's over Zoom. But, you know, I still get the chance to speak with you about your career and your major accomplishments that you've had in this industry. And I just wanted to point out that you did kick off your career starting at KBXX Houston 97.9 The Box. Well, you've done your research. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) The first hip hop station in the South. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Can can you just tell us uh, what inspired you to start a career in radio and what your role was in the station at that time? Well, Crystal, I you know grew up uh, wanting to be a Grammy Award winning singer, and so uh, whatever I was going to end up doing, it was always going to be in music. You know, um, and you know, from a little girl, I would listen to the radio all the time, and so. My association with the radio was A, they played my favorite artists and and B, I can win prizes. (laughs) Um, But at that time, I never really thought about having a career in radio until I got to high school. And my high school, which was Jack Yates High School in um, actually the same high school that George Floyd attended in Houston. Um, uh, Debbie Allen, Felicia Rashad, they all went there. Um, Jack Yates High School um, they had a school of communications. They had the, the regular school and then they had the school of communications. We call it SOC. And we learned radio and television and journalism and such. And um, and that was when I got the first inkling that, hey, you know, I could make a career out of this, you know, but I still was hoping to go to Broadway and sing, you know, sing on Broadway, you know. But then when I got to college, that was when I, you know, I was like, what do I want to major in? I didn't want to major in music. Um, because typically when people major in music, well, a lot of the times I don't want to, you know, 
do a broad stroke like that. I don't like it, making make sweeping sweeping generalizations, excuse me. But a lot of the times when people um, major in music, it's uh, they end up more so um, in the educational realm of it. And, you know, I feel like, you know, teachers and educators and professors, they are, you know, some of the most noble professions. Um, but I never had a passion for um, that, especially at that time. So I was like, well, I don't want to major in that. Um, I will major in what I studied in high school, which was radio and television. And then it wasn't until I started working at my college radio station um, that I decided, you know what, I want to pursue this as a career. And um, so while I was in college, I worked at the radio station on, on campus and um, I just, I got an opportunity to get my foot in the door. And that's one of the most important things, getting your foot in the door. You're not gonna, most of the time, some people are lucky, they start off on air, but most people start off behind the scenes. You have to get your foot in the door some way. And so um, there was a temporary position open uh, over the summer, which was perfect because I was on my, on leave from school for the summer. I was on my summer break. And uh, the receptionist was on maternity leave those same three months. And so I was able to um, fill in for her for three months. And it was up to me to, to get myself on the air, somehow finagle myself <laughs> onto the radio. And I had three months to do it. And um, with two weeks to spare, I was able to make it onto the radio. And so that's how um, I got my start professionally. Wow, that's, that's an amazing story. And <laughs> My follow-up for that would then be, can you describe your first interview, what, what it was like and who it was with, if you remember? I'm, I'm sure it was definitely something very exciting, especially when you, after you were able to fill in this position for, you know, this woman who was on maternity leave, how that was for you, that experience. Did you say my first interview? Yes, your first interview. Are you saying interview to get hired or interview with a celeb? Um, just an on air, just someone you were able to, um, you know, just speak with and, uh, I my first interview, um, uh, was when I was at my college radio station and I can't remember the man's name. I just remember he worked at, um, let's say, um, a, a place where they made instruments, let's say that, but he was like an executive there. And I remember it so clearly because as a college student, you know how broke we always are as college students. <laughs> as a college student, I just remember looking at him and thinking, he looks very rich. You know, <laughs> his skin was very smooth as if he were getting uh, facials all the time and his hands were really soft and he had this really fancy suit on and um, hair was very, you know, coiffed, you know, and he just seemed rich to me. Um, and I just remember interviewing him about the company. I don't remember his name. I don't remember the company, but that was my first interview. And I'm trying to remember my first interview in professional radio in, in commercial radio. I can't remember my very first interview. Um, I, I can't remember what that interview was though. But um, I've interviewed some pretty amazing people over the years though, but I don't remember my first one. That's a really great question. I need to go back and see if I can do some research to figure out who my first interview was. So when you first started radio, could you describe what it, how it was during that time? And would you say it's different to how it is compared to now? Um, it was very exciting and you know, it, you know, you don't want to sound like, you know, this person from the, from the uh, middle ages or anything like, well, back in my day, you don't want to sound like that, but things are very different. But I do remember being extraordinarily 
excited because when I got my first time job on the radio, on, on commercial radio, I was still a college in, a college student. Um, I was in my junior year in college and I was working professionally on the radio and it was a really busy time for me because I'm, you know, like, and at the, I, at the time I really didn't juggle things, you know, several things at once very well. Um, I'm one of those people, those creative people that my my head's always in the, in the clouds and I'm like you know um you know dreaming all the time and so uh paying attention to detail isn't always my strong point and so at that time really when I was a kid um I was really terrible at it so trying to juggle you know being a full-time college student and and driving back and forth between work and, and school and then making appearances and broadcasting live and and as you said doing interviews and stuff it was all very exciting I remember my my classmates were really Really, um, excited for me and I was always you know at the student life center passing out flyers I'd made flyers of, with my picture and and what time I came on the radio and I would pass them out to my fellow students all the time and um, so it was very exciting but it was also very frantic as well because I was a little overwhelmed let's say a lot overwhelmed by all of the responsibility at once um, and the second part of your question yes it was so much different uh, because this was back in the 90s uh, when I first, the early 90s actually, when I first started radio professionally. And so um, from then to now, it is totally different. Uh, you will hear um, a lot of people tracking, AKA recording shows um, and, you know, those being played, you know, on air and play, you know, and I could be in New York City and I could be recording shows that run in Texas, you know, that's um, a lot more, you know, and that's, that's entirely different from syndication, you know, syndicated show, you know, everyone really knows, okay, this person is in, I don't know, let's say Dallas and their show is being broadcast everywhere, you know, but when you're tracking, um, a lot of the times you're tracking, um, you know, a, a show and it may run in these towns and you may track another show that run, you know, it's different from syndication. Um, and so that wasn't as pervasive back then. Um, and you could have a chance, you know, I, when I got my start, I was overnights on the weekends and a lot of the times now, um, those jobs are being tracked by someone in another city. So it's harder for kids to get their start now because they can't get on air because someone else is tracking it from another city, you know? So it's it's different in that way. And, and I can't tell you how many times technology has changed since I was on the radio, you know? Like, you know, at first we would, you know, when I was in college, we had reel-to-reels and carts. And then when I got to the radio station, sometimes they would have, um, um, some carts, but then mostly we were playing CDs. And then all of a sudden we went from CDs to everything being on the computer, as you see, I see behind you now. And so I've gone through so many different changes um, just with the technology um, during the time, um, you know, between now and, you know, the 90s. So yeah, things are are, are different in, in those ways, those ways, and probably a lot more. And how was that adaptation for you having to quickly learn, you know, as technology advances, was that something that you found difficult to adjust to? No, you just, you just got to do it. You just got to do it or you'll get left behind. You know, you just got to do it. You learn um, it's a necessity. So no, none of it was very difficult for me. Not at all. And I had another question um, that I also wanted to ask you uh, as a woman and 
being in the in the media for so long, what is something that you think that women face a struggle that they face when they come into this industry? Well, things are, you know, it's definitely a male-driven industry. Um, it's frustrating because I know that I haven't gotten jobs for various reasons having to do with, um, with my um, gender. Um, they don't say that to you <laughs> because, you know, you, you can, they could get sued for saying that to you. But ultimately, you know, um, they're not hiring me for this job because I'm not a man, you know. Um, even though things are constantly getting better, it's still a male-driven business. And it's frustrating when you know that you have just as much talent or maybe even more, you work just as hard or maybe maybe even harder <laughs> than this person, but they're getting the opportunity because just because they're a man. Um, you know, most of the time, and, and, and this is why I'm impressed with you being on the morning show, most of the time they give morning shows to men. Now you have a lot of women doing morning shows now. Um, a lot of women are what they call sidekicks or, or co-hosts. It's rare not as rare as it used to be, but it is rare that it is a woman's show, you know, like this is her show. It's like she's either co-hosting it with a guy or she's a sidekick um, for whatever reason, you know, for whatever reason they manufacture, you know, from time to time, um, they don't think um, that women can host their own shows and be successful, at least not as much as they think it for men, because if it, if, if that weren't the case and you would see more of it. Um, and a lot, a lot of the times you'll see where it's one woman with her own show on a station because, you know, that's just how it's always been, you know, again, it's, it's getting, it's improving, but it's still, you know, one woman with her own show. And most of the time it's middays, you know, it's like, it's, it's frustrating when you don't get, I mean, I did afternoons the last, um, you know, gig I had was afternoons and, you know, it, it was refreshing because, you know, there were times when I was in the industry where they wouldn't dare give an afternoon show to a woman. So it's getting better, but it is frustrating when you know that you are qualified for a gig, but you don't get it because you're a woman and you know, that's what it is because there's no, no other excuse, you know? Absolutely. And how do you suggest that even though there it is slowly improving, how can we move away from this idea that women are seen as co-hosts and sidekicks? How do we improve that image for women who want to join the media? I, you know, I think it's, it's, it's hard to say that you can improve that from, you know, just, just being a woman and saying it to them, but because you do want to be considered a team player. You don't want to be perceived as someone who's difficult and always complaining, you know, but at the same time, you want to point this out, hey, I can do do this job as well, you know. Um, I think it takes more people in positions of power who are open-minded. That's what I think it takes. And unfortunately, it's not your job to change their minds or you can't change their minds and maybe you can influence them, but ultimately people are who they are and they make this the decisions they make because of who they are and you can't always change the way they think but you know you just can hope that um you know maybe if you point it out you know i'm i'm kind of getting a feeling um that i maybe didn't get this opportunity because i'm a woman i just want to let you know that i'm qualified and i am willing to work really hard to prove to you if you would give me this opportunity i mean, i'm i'm never one to give up 
you know, I, I, just because I say that it's not as fair to women as it is to men, I, that doesn't stop me from trying to achieve my goals. I just think just keep working hard, you know, that's, that's the best thing. And hopefully, you know, we'll start, you know, finding more um, open-minded people in, in positions of power. So you later moved to uh, New York and ended up uh, working in stations like Z100 and you won many notable awards. What made you want to come to New York and lead a career here as well? I, again, I wanted to be a Grammy award-winning singer. So it was always my dream. I know you're laughing because I keep saying Grammy award-winning singer. I just always feel like I have to put that in there. I can't just <laughs> say I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be the top. Um, but um, so it was my dream since I was a kid to move to New York City because that's the place. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. It's the big city of dreams. And so, of course, I wanted to move to New York and make it as a singer. And then when I got into radio, um, then naturally my goal was to have my own radio show in New York City, the biggest market in the media market in the world, arguably. So um, that was my, always my dream. And I um, would... Um, reach out to stations often and send in my audition tapes and eventually, you know, met the right people uh, through doing that. And you've entered many well-known artists from Rihanna to Jennifer Lopez, Whoopi Goldberg. How is it like to prepare to interview big names like these? Um, interviewing is one of my favorite, one of the, the my favorite aspects of what I do. Um, because I just love conversations and, and whether you're interviewing a celeb or you saw, you know, as soon as you got, as soon as you, you, you popped up on, on my zoom screen, I was, I started asking you questions right away. Cause I'm so curious. I think that everyone has a compelling, interesting story and whether you're a celeb or not, I am interested in your story. And so that's one of my favorite aspects of what I do, just the conversation and the, the, the human connection you can make with people. Um, um, and so, um, because I've always been entertainment leaning, uh, growing up singing, it's always super fun to be able to interview uh, celebrities um, and uh, people who are really unique and, and quirky and, um, you know, and fun. And so it's, it's a really fun thing. I, I'd say probably my favorite interview experience, I probably... I'd say Janet Jackson stands out because she was, you know, even when I was a little girl, she was one of my favorite artists and growing up and, and I've gone to every tour she's ever had and mm -hmm. grow except one. I just, I missed one in 2017 because I was in France when she came to San Diego. So I missed that one. And I was so upset about that. And I'm like, I broke my record. I broke, well, <laughs> and not in a good way. Um, but um it was just really fun to be able to sit in the studio with an artist that I'd grown up uh, admiring and knowing all the things that I knew about her and being able to interview her. And I remember there was one instance where she was like, I have a friend because I gave her this kind of like, I, I gave her a list of, of, of uh, personalities that she's worked with. And I wanted her to tell me the first thing that came to her mind when I, when I um, gave her that list. So I said, Eddie Murphy. And because she was in um, Nutty Professor with him. And so she was like, well, Eddie, he's so funny. And he and I have a mutual friend. I said, Johnny Gill. <laughs> and she was like, 
okay, stalker. <laughs> it's like, I know everything about her. So she, although she didn't say the friend's name, I knew exactly who she was talking about because I know everything about her because she was one of my favorite artists. So just to be able to sit and um, in a room with her and it's just me and her because I asked the record label people if they could you know, go outside while I interviewed her. Um, and um, just me and her and just having fun and taking listeners. Her, I, 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 I took uh, calls from her favorite listeners and they called in and it was just really exciting. And she wasn't, you know, a lot of times you interview people, they're in a rush, they're going on to the next interview. She lived in, in NYC and so um, she wasn't in a rush and we just took our time and we just talked about everything. And it was a really fun, fun experience. That honestly sounds like the best interview anyone could possibly have. It was fun. (laughs) And aside from radio personality, you are also a TV personality. Mm -hmm. What would you say is the biggest challenge between working with the two? And what are some major differences you could note between TV and radio? Well, TV, well, I, there was once a time where you didn't have to worry about how you looked in radio because <laughs> no one's, no one was watching you or looking at you now, you know, we've got to always be on social media and on YouTube and on our websites, you know, so people are more familiar with how we look than, than they used to be, um, you know, even before I got into radio. Um, so I was going to say that one of the big differences is that people don't see you that much, but it's true. They don't see you as much as they, you know, if you were on TV, um, but I, I used to not have to put on that much makeup, you know, in a radio station. And now you do because of all of the videos you're always um, recording. Um, but it's, um, I guess, it, I guess it would depend on the, the show you're on. But when I've done TV, most of the time, it's been me being an entertainment pop culture authority expert. And so I'm talking about celebs. Um, and so just kind of like, you know, whereas in radio, I'm, I'm actually running the show, I'm hosting, you know, and the appearances I've made on TV, most of them, I'm um, a guest and I am, um, you know, just making a comment about a celeb here and there, you know, um, but, you know, there, there, there is a different um, um, feeling uh, when you're in a radio studio, then when you're in a TV studio, there are so many more people, especially, you know, the places I've done TV in New York and LA, you know, it's like, these are the media capitals of the world. And there are so many people involved, you know, you've got the person, the audio person putting the thing in my ear, you've got the makeup person, you know, touching me up. They already did my makeup at there right before I go on stage, they're touching me up and you've got the wardrobe stylist checking me out to make sure everything's okay before I walk out onto the stage. Whereas when I'm on the radio, I'm just like, I get up in the morning and I pick what I'm going to wear. Nobody really cares. They're not checking out, you know, whatever. I have my own headphones. Nobody's like making sure they're okay. You know, It's like I'm in control, you know, when I've done radio and TV, there are so many more um, hands in the pot, you know, so many more people coming together to make sure that that show is a well-oiled machine, you know, so it's been different for me in, in those ways. And what is it about radio that you feel allows for listeners to want to engage more? I, it's been my experience um, that people feel like when they listen to you on, on the radio, you are their friend. Um, and I feel like you make that connection. Although when I do TV, it's a, like it's a people feel like it's a big deal. They're always like, oh my God, you did that. But I feel like when I'm on the radio, people reach out to to you, they really feel like it's more of a personal connection. 
um, for whatever reason, there's not as much a barrier as they feel as when you're on TV. They feel like they're reaching out to their friend um, and they're listening to their friend. And so I, 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 what is it about radio? I don't know, but it continues to be that way where people really feel like that you're their friend um, more so than when they're interacting with someone on television. I, I, I guess I don't have the perfect answer for you, but it has been my experience that you're their friend when you're on the radio. And it's interesting that you point that out because I remember watching a small snippet of you and Lady Gaga and she says to you, well, when I used to listen to you, I, I used to feel so warm and it was something about your voice. So I guess that's definitely that goes along with the personal connection that people normally feel when they're listening to someone on air, when whether they're going to work or on their way to drop off their children at school. So mm -hmm. it, I, I would say that's definitely part of that connection where they tune into you every morning or right before they're about to cook and things like that. So yeah, definitely something worth worth having. Yeah, and, and, and I always, you know, I, I have always um, felt like I wanna be a person that contributes positively, you know, when with, with my platform. I've never been the kind of person where I feel like I wanna get on the radio and I wanna be scandalous. I never wanted to be a shock jock. And I know that gets people more attention and more money. But for me, I always just wanna put, good energy out there because I feel like, I guess it's, you know, I'm, I'm a super sensitive person. Um, and so I feel like um, when people entrust you, you know, with their time and uh, with their emotions or whatever it is, I think that um, it's important for us not to use that or take advantage of that in a negative way. And I just always feel like I want to be that pleasant person, as you were saying, Lady Gaga is like you're so com you're, you're so comforting and whatever. I want to be that person where when people tune into me, um, they feel a sense of comfort and, and, and escape from all the craziness and drama because life is so hard. And 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 2020 proved that to, not that we didn't already know that, but it proved that to us even more, you know, and how important those human connections are. And for me, I just have always been the kind of person where I just feel like if I am going to, someone's going to take the time and listen to me, because honestly, now people don't really have to listen to you. They can listen to whatever they want to listen to. They can, they can curate their own playlists. <laughs> they can, they do not have to listen to you, you know? So if they make the decision to listen to me, I want to make sure that I am just putting good energy out there um, for them, you know? Absolutely. And, and like you mentioned, 2020 alone was a hard year for everyone. What struggles do you think you, or any adjustments did you have to make during uh, 2020? A lot of us had to go, well, I would hope most of us went, you know, spent quarantine at home. Were any, were there any challenges you faced um, during that time period when the, out, uh, the virus first out, broke out? And, you know, I, I feel like a lot of, I know for me personally at our radio station, a lot of us weren't able to meet in our studio. It was very limited and things like that. And there was a lot of safety precautions we had to take in order to come into the station and book in advance if we wanted the room and things like that. I, for me, you know, I live alone and my family is in Texas and I'm, I'm in California. And so I have felt very isolated, just to be honest with you. I have felt very 
isolated. And I did get a chance to see my family a couple of times over last summer. I had, didn't really have any, any intention to travel during the pandemic, but um, there were a couple of reasons I had to, you know, I, I really had to. And so I took that opportunity those two times when I had to travel, I um, stayed with my family for a month at a time, you know, so it was really, it really recharged my batteries and made me feel less isolated because I was with the people who loved me most. Um, and um, so I would say the biggest problem I've had over the pandemic is feeling isolated because I, I, I've always loved living alone. That's not to say I'm sure at some point, if I ever get married, I would have to live, I would have to live with someone, but I love living alone. And so I never had an issue with that until the pandemic, because it really made me, it's actually making me rethink. I'm like, maybe I should get married at some point, <laughs> you know, because I'm like, it would have been nice to have a partner in crime during all of this madness, you know? And so it, it really has made me rethink a few things personally, you know, but the, the biggest problem I, I felt during the pandemic was isolation. I feel like I have to agree with you. I think the hardest thing for me personally was definitely being stuck in my room, not knowing if I should come outside or not. And it was a hard time. And I'm happy that you were able to at least reconnect with your family and get some comfort from that. Thank you. And so you have your current podcast, All the Rage with Shelly Wayne, and (laughs) aired your first episode on October 19th, 2019. So a little over a year now. And your first interview on on your show was with SDSU professor Nathan Rodriguez (laughs) on the Selena Quintanilla course that they, they have now, which I have to say, I love that they have. Have, and I loved listening to that episode. I also visited um, Corpus Christi and I went to the to um, the museum that they have. It was such a beautiful experience. It's yeah. someone I idolized growing up and still do now. Yeah, Selena, and, um, sorry to interrupt you, but you no, know, in Houston, um, you know, which is not far from Corpus Christi, um, Selena, we always loved Selena. You know, we knew Selena before she passed away. I know a lot of people started being familiar with her after her death, but Selena, she would come to the Houston rodeo on a Go Tejano day and sell out, sell it out every time. She was always huge there. And so um, it was when I found out that she passed away, it was very devastating. Oh yeah. I, I, to say and it's so remarkable that today like she's still such a big name and and legendary she left legendary um but my question to you is what pushed you to create a podcast of your own and take this initiative and create something that belongs to you um i just think it's imperative of us to to, you know have self-expression um even apart from you know i was doing a podcast you know you know for the radio station as well but apart from that i think it's important for us to have our own um, um means of expression outside of radio um that way you know when you're not working at a radio station you're not like lost as a what am i supposed to be doing you know you're supposed to what we do it's it's self-expression right and so you always want to have a means of self-expression and these days you don't have to wait for a company or a state to allow you to do anything to express yourself. You can have your own show without companies and stations. It's amazing when you you are with companies and stations, but it's also amazing when you're not because you're able to express yourself. Anyone can have a podcast, you know? So it's just a means of of self-expression for me. Yeah. (laughs) 
And as someone who works in the media presently, what is your advice to listeners out there that have interest in taking a step into radio or television or advice to those currently working in the media now? I think it's it's a fun gig, you know, it's a fun gig to have. And, um, you know, there are a lot of people losing their radio jobs. You know, I, I don't know if you know, but I haven't been on the radio since uh, 2019, the summer 2019. And um, a lot of people are losing jobs. Um, not just in radio, but in all kinds of fields, especially because of the pandemic. Um, and um, I was, uh, there, there were some radio forums on Facebook and I was on one of them the other day and um, someone was like, you know, I got let go and then I decided to go back to school and, you know, now I have my doctorate and this is what, this is what I'm doing. And I made a comment and I said, this is so awesome. You know, congratulations. I said, because for some radio is a fun stop on along your journey. So sometimes you're not gonna stay in radio or TV forever. Sometimes it's a fun experience that you do for some years and you may go on and do something else. And there are other people who are gonna be in radio for their whole careers, you know, or TV, their entire careers. But in either case, I, I think that while you're doing it, enjoy it because we never know what the future holds. We never know what's gonna happen the next second. So really take it in and enjoy it. I mean, I have had such an amazing radio career. I've had an amazing TV career. It's, you know, a secondary career for me, but it's been amazing as well. Um, and it's just, I, I, I've had so many experiences that so many people won't ever get the opportunity to have. And I have appreciated them and, um, and I would just say, enjoy, enjoy yourself, you know, have fun. Don't take yourself too seriously. Although, you know, do advocate for yourself for sure. You know, when you want to achieve things and you may not think, think things are fair, advocate for yourself, but don't take yourself. Some people get into positions and they take themselves a little too seriously. <laughs> don't take yourself too seriously. Just have fun. Enjoy the moments, enjoy the experiences. And no matter what happens in the future, no one can ever take away the fact that you did these amazing things, you know? So I would just say, enjoy yourself. Well, thank you so much, Ms. Wade, for taking the time out of your day. I'm sure you're a very busy woman <laughs> and be able to sit here and share your experiences and give us advice. And I look forward to hearing from you so soon. And I just, again, would like to thank you so much for for being here and, and speaking to me today. You're really welcome. I forgot to ask you, um, you're, what, uh, what's your um, uh, classification? What, which uh, class are you in uh, at Hofstra? What oh, year? Uh, I'm in my sophomore year. Oh, wow. <laughs> and your major is? Um, so right now I'm doing a dual, uh, double major. Um, my, my primary major, my main focus is journalism, but I'm gonna do that with political science and Right now, taking a stab at economics, not sure how that's going to go, but fingers crossed. Do you have a big goal career-wise? Yeah, uh, a big goal for me will de would definitely be to, well, my big dream would be to become an anchor one day, a news anchor, whether oh. it's for the Spanish media or for, you know, English media. Um, but, you know, baby steps, hopefully, you know, I'll become a reporter and then, you know, be able to work my way up. But... Mm -hmm. I really just, I enjoy whether it's, whether it's writing or being able to speak, just being able to share stories like you mentioned before. Yeah. You had a really nice texture to your voice. I like your voice and uh, you've got a great personality. You've done really well um, uh, interviewing me. And I just see that you're going to go really far, whatever you uh, decide to do. 
Oh, thank you. That means so much. <laughs> You're really welcome. And I just want to piggyback on a question you asked me earlier. You were talking about uh, Professor Nathan Rodriguez um, at San yeah. Diego uh, State University. Well, he told me a few weeks ago that he's going to now have a course on Cardi B. <laughs> Spring. I'm like, wow, a course on Cardi B, that'll be interesting. Wow. I have to transfer over then because these courses, I've I wish I could I wish they were available to me. I would have I would have signed up so quick. Oh my goodness. I've enjoyed this experience. Um, where is this gonna is this gonna air anything? Because I want to shout out to everyone, tell them where to follow me and such. Oh, absolutely. Um, we're, I believe I have to reach out to Andy Gladden. Um, he's the one who, you know, has been giving us all these assignments. Um, I believe we're going to air most of these for February 12th, which would be world radio uh, when we're going to do the world radio day special. Um, but I will definitely reach out to him and double check and uh, shoot you an email um, because I'm not sure if they're planning to do something a few days prior to world radio day. So, but I know for sure it would be sometime in February. Well, it's okay. Well, I'll shout out my stuff anyway. As you said, my um, my podcast is All the Rage with Shelly Wade. It's on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and also I'm on Instagram at the one and only Shelly Wade. Follow on Twitter at Shelly Wade. Don't forget that Shelly spelled with an E-Y. And uh, like my All the Rage with Shelly Wade Facebook page and my All the Rage with Shelly Wade YouTube channel. And my website is ShellyWade.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-W-A-D-E.com. Bookmark that and check back all the time. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed uh, talking to you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. And um, I just wanted to ask, because I, I think this is recording on your end, correct? Yes. Would you be able to, um, when, yeah, when you, when you hit finish, done recording, if you could send it over to me? I so. will. <laughs> Thank All you right, so then. much. Enjoy your best day. In 21. Let's hope it's not, uh, it doesn't continue to be sucky. <laughs> oh, hopefully not, but cheers to that, to a good 2021. <laughs> hey, good luck with everything. Thank you. You too. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.